In the name of Jesus, amen. It is Good Friday, day two of the Paschal Tritium, the holiest three days of the church year. The altar is stripped down, the chancel bare, this year even the nave nearly devoid of people. All things done to highlight Jesus stripped down, his pierced body bare, disciples scattered nearly devoid of friends. We've undressed the sanctuary to draw attention to the significance, to lift up the unique importance of the day Jesus was undressed and lifted up on the cross a singularly consequential day, and a sanctuary to match. At least that's one way to look at it. Another way would be to say on Good Friday, the church looks least church-like. Short of removing the furniture, we've done just about everything we can to make this space look like any other space. If for some reason we're going to close up shop and and put the church on the market for for someone to buy and repurpose as a bookstore, a pub, or a home, I've seen churches turn into all those things, we'd strip it down just like we have for tonight. Make it look as normal as possible. Just another big open room commonplace, which is somehow fitting for tonight as well. Good Friday, Jesus stripped down and lifted up, uniquely important, singularly consequential, of course. But for most of those who were there, who chanced to walk by the the place of crucifixion, set just outside the city gates and the main road, so lots of passers-by, for most who saw it, just another Friday. For those soldiers, that's that's who I'm most thinking about. Uh, for that crucifixion crew, as horrible as it sounds, just another day at the office. <laughs> How many crucifixions had they already overseen that week? A couple? A dozen? Jerusalem was extra crowded at Passover time. The Romans, no-nonsense rulers. And crucifixion, the death sentence of choice. For those foolish enough to challenge their rule and unlucky enough to get caught. What they did to Jesus, they did a lot. For them a job, boring, monotonous, predictable. The place of the skull, a common place for strippings down and liftings up. Jesus wasn't the first, and he wasn't the last to die how he did, even where he did. And those soldiers... John says they divided his garments among them, a part for each. Some traditions say there were four parts for four soldiers. Jesus' turban, belt, cloak, and sandals. One for each. And then the tunic. Seamless and so extra valuable. Well, for that, they cast lots. And I know the Bible says how that fulfilled a scripture, Psalm twenty-two, eighteen, to be exact, and it did. And there are all kinds of divergent traditions about where Jesus' tunic and the other four articles of clothing ended up in this cathedral or that. But I'm pretty sure they ended up on eBay. 
in some secondhand store. Whatever the equivalent was back then. Why? Because that's what people do. But soldiers did. It's part of how they got paid. Just the, the normal deal. Homo economicus, like everyone else, just trying to make a buck. Commonplace. All of it so commonplace. I'm a commonplace sinner. And I bet you are too. Not smart enough or creative enough or ambitious or energetic enough to claim singular consequence or unique importance for my sin. And probably yours too. So much of our sin. Boring, maybe all of it. And monotonous, so predictable. That, again, you're 46 years old. You're 66 or 86. And still? What else is commonplace for you? You know, we usually curtain over the windows to make it extra dark in here for Good Friday. But that wouldn't work for the live stream, so this year it's bring your own shadows and do it yourself, darkness. A darkness I know many of you, even despite bright countenances, don't have to do much at all to do. Because darkness is your commonplace. Or grief. The dull ache of loss that no matter how dull is always there. Commonplace. Perhaps least dull when you pass through the commonplaces you've shared. Regret. God, how stupid. How could I be so stupid? What was I thinking? And why can't I stop thinking about it? Commonplace. Chronic pain, the the aches that make it really hard to be happy. Fear, so much of that these days, of what the weeks will bring and not bring. Fear of each other, becoming way too commonplace. A new normal. God help us. I'm guessing that many of you are worshiping this evening from your home. The most common of your commonplaces. The place of your day-to-day affairs. Because most comfortable and filled with people who are stuck with you. The place where your commonplace sin and commonplace depression and commonplace grief and pain and fear and regret and darkness are more just out there. Which makes where you are the perfect place to be on Good Friday. The day Jesus entered most deeply into all those common places with an uncommon grace and an exceptional mercy and a singularly consequential forgiveness and a uniquely important brace, embrace of the whole world. Below, soldiers, passers-by, the same old boring, monotonous, predictable garbage. But up there in the cross, There, who could have predicted that? God refusing to be anywhere other than all your commonplaces. 
God's furious no to even the suggestion he be anywhere other than those common places. If the wood or the nails had given way, his body would not have budged. For it was not nails that held Jesus to the cross. It was love. Uncommon love. Unkillable love. Singular singular love. Aimed right at you. Why all the suffering? Why oblivious soldiers? Why my boring sin? Why the stupid regrets and the do-it-yourself darkness? You don't have to do anything to do. It's probably not an answer to that. Even if there was some theological explanation, it wouldn't ease your burden. Jesus crucified as a common criminal at a common place by common soldiers doing common things. That's Jesus in the middle of your common places. Uncommon love and the promise to never, ever leave.